George, what a difference a day makes. Oh, man, Steve. Conditions went from typhoon to relative calm at the World Championship just in time for the team finals, right? Team finals. We're we're watching the score updates from mixed team gold right now. But let's give uh let's let's give a rundown on what happened today. Yeah, and by the time we wrap up, those results will be done for the mixed teams. What a day for Poland, huh? Compound men, um, you know, we saw this coming, right? We saw the momentum they were building. Uh, what's your thoughts about what Poland accomplished today? I want to say it before. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Where did these guys come from? I'll tell you, you know, we had a similar um, – I remember back in 1997 at the World Archery Championship in Victoria, Canada, and the Hungarian guys showed up on the field with camo. I'm, I'm we're talking, you know, hunting bows, right? Pure hunting bows. Like there was a brand that's not around anymore at the time, uh, High Country. And yeah. those bows were built basically just to be really fast hunting bows. They were not suited to be target bows at all. And these guys show up with caliper releases, you know, the kind that you have a, a trigger for that you in, actuate with your index finger. They showed up and they ended up winning the world championship with hunting bows and triggers. Shooter and, shoot, man. Shooter and, and, shoot. and aluminum arrows on one of them. Yeah. And, you know, that was back when we were shooting, you know, real distances, 90, 70, 50, 30. You know, it was amazing to see. But, you know, they had something in common with these Polish guys today. They had a serious team spirit about them. It was very clear they were super supportive of each other. And we saw the results today in Berlin, where the Polish men made history by winning the compound title beating Denmark in the final. Pretty amazing. And they did it Very on a tie. Amazing. They did it on a shoot-off. Yeah, shoot-off. And the second, I, I saw the – it was really the only video I saw from stuff today, but the second shooter – second shooter? might have been the first. Just stuffed one right in the X. And you're like, well, mm -hmm. we, know, we know if they tie on score, they've got the tiebreaker arrow, you know? Oh, yeah. So it was uh, – it was impressive, and I had I had called Denmark pretty early as the winner, and Poland denied that. They denied me. Dobrolewski, Konecki, and Przybilski of Poland defeated a very experienced team from Denmark, including Matthias Fullerton, who I, you know, I, I think maybe you share this. I think Matthias is one of the most talented young guys to come along in quite a while. And uh, their teammate, Mr. Bjornsson, and then, of course, the great Martin Damsbo, um, who also kind of operated as a coach for his teammates. Martin, as, as you'd expect. experienced guy. and uh, Super experienced, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got two young teammates, and they're both full of talent. And, you know. And let's be clear, they both shot great, both teams. Um, you know, yeah, they, they shot. It was a good match. No one lost the match. Someone just won it. You know, one of the things we alluded to at the start of the show was what a difference a day makes. And that, of course, uh, was to the benefit of everybody in the competition today. Yesterday, you had wind gusts over 55 kilometers an hour, 30-something miles an hour, uh, you know, just ripping winds and at times really heavy rain. Many, many miles per hour. Yeah. Um, kind of made an impromptu product test for <laughs> for a lot of shooters out there. Whose bows got knocked down. I mean, there were there were 
up to 20, 30 bows on the ground at any given time when the wind would come. Yeah, um, Sarah showed that video of hers and, and um, you know, later confirmed that her bow fell down multiple times in the wind and caused some sight movement or something like that. Yeah, landed on the site. Now, you know, I don't care whose site you're shooting. If you if you drop your bow on the site multiple times, not going to hold zero. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just from stiction in the system. You could just loosen the bar and retighten it and it'll re-zero. But if you've whacked it and you haven't checked it, that's a problem. And that's apparently what happened to Sarah yesterday. Yeah. It stunk. I mean, you, I saw that video. Yeah, there was, I think in her video alone, there was like eight bows on the ground. Yeah, so. And when it got windy, we would always go back to our coach, who typically would have a tripod for a spotting scope, and we'd lean the bow. We wouldn't put it on a bow stand. We'd lean it up against the the tripod, you know. Wise choice. Hard angle. That way it's not coming down. And you've got a coach right there to, you know, keep hands on them and make sure everything's good. 100%. And that's a wise decision. But unfortunately, um, a lot of folks yesterday didn't have that piece of experience under their hat and did not take advantage of that possibility. At any rate, today was a completely different day. I was just talking to Doug Denton, who's in the stands um, at the finals. And he's telling me the weather is just terrific. Um, the weather forecast in Berlin today was relatively um, good for archery from the standpoint of scoring, because you're looking at a mostly, uh, you know, kind of overcast, a little bit of cloud mixed in with a little bit of sun, and you've got a much calmer wind situation. So that... I think that kind of showed itself to some degree. Some of these scores aren't what they could have been, but, you know, I, I think you're looking at uh, reasonable scores given the gravity of the fact that they're at the world championship. Back, yeah, during, We want to see a shooting competition, not a survival competition. Correct. You know, Korea beat Italy 236 to 230, and today they lost to Poland 233 to 229 in the semifinal, putting them in the bronze medal final versus Netherlands, uh, which was defeated by Denmark. So, you know, your gold medal match, Poland versus Denmark. Your bronze medal match was Netherlands versus Korea. It's going to be a long flight back to Korea, Steve. You know, they just have not had a world championship, uh, generally speaking, that they would like to have had. Uh, obviously, we've still got two days of competition for the individual competition. Korea does have one competitor, men's competitor, in the gold, or I should say in the finals. But you know, I, I think they were hoping for more. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Netherlands, uh, Netherlands doing really well. Um, you know, Sil Potter and Mike Schlusser and uh, Mr. Tina G, uh, the nephew of our good friend Dean Alberga, uh, bringing a bronze medal home to Netherlands. So that was uh, the outcome for the men's compound today. Any any other thoughts on men's compound before we move on? Um. I don't have any any thoughts. I uh, will say, you know, congrats to Poland. Oh, yeah. It's really cool to see some new blood getting competitive. And uh, it's fun to watch. You know, USA pulled the mixed team win. Good. Well, I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of it. <laughs> it's okay. Getting ahead of it. We're not at the end of compound, just men's compound. Um, yeah, I have nothing else to say about men's compound. All right. Except congratulations, Poland. Um, now. We kind Where did of these Poland. guys come from? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Poland. <laughs> <laughs> Just over the border. Okay. Uh, women's compound. Um, as you know, as you've heard, Sarah Lopez was not a factor, the number one seed, not a factor um, because of her uh, defeat. However, she was able to compete again today 
in women's team competition. So let's take a look at what happened in the um, quarterfinals. Mexico beat Germany. Korea beat Great Britain. Colombia beat USA. And India beat Chinese Taipei. So the semifinal setup was Mexico versus Korea and Colombia versus India. Now, Mexico has been strong. Um, relatively speaking, Mexico has pretty well rolled through everybody that they've come up against with pretty good scores. Mexico beat Korea by two points in the semifinal and not with a great score. Um, you know, you're looking at a 224 for Mexico and a 222 for Korea. And yeah, then you had battling some of that mm -hmm. uh, memory from yesterday. Right. To your point, if you've shot, if you're a hinge shooter and you've shot in super heavy wind and had the discipline mentally, it just tears you down from the inside because uh, you know, it just really messes with a lot of your mind game as you're trying to execute. And I'd say clearly a little bit of shell shock still in place for some of these shooters under those circumstances. Yeah. Um, India beat Colombia 220 to 216. Now for the gold medal final that puts Mexico versus India, which you and I predicted would probably be the situation. And at the end of the day, we saw really good performance from India, not so great from Mexico. India pretty well walked away with the win. And India has got three individual finalists as well. I mean, you had to pick them. Yeah. You had to pick them. And congrats to their team. Congrats to those three ladies. Coach Sergio Pagni. He was pretty proud, posted he on was. Facebook immediately, and uh, he should be proud. They've they've gone from being Jyothi and two others to now three very competitive women, and they're you know they're going to probably have a world champion individually at the end of the day too. I think that they are going to be Korea's greatest threat at the upcoming Asian Games later this year. Um, I've said that from the beginning that it's going to come down to India and Korea because they're the countries that have put some effort into compound specifically for women's compound. Yeah. I India is um, setting a standard right now, to be fair, they had a head start on everybody. India was working at this for a while, but there's no question in my mind, India and Korea are going to be uh, big factors at the upcoming Asian games. And, you know, I think that that's great. It's great to see more women shooting compound archery, yeah, on that continent and around the world. And uh, we're seeing those results here at the world championship. Now for the bronze medal match, it was Korea versus Colombia. And given the circumstances, I would have said probably that Colombia probably would have outshot Korea. If you put them head to head, because if you look earlier in the brackets, Colombia's scores outpaced Korea's scores pretty much all the way through. Right. There was a, an exception, one exception. But um, when it came down to the final arrows, though, in the bronze medal match, Korea pulled out a five-point win on Colombia, which is significant. Yeah, they kind of ran away with that one. And so that's the, uh, that's the situation. Silver medal for Mexico, bronze medal for Korea. Your world champions are the team of India and a well-deserved world, world championship for them as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Really, really cool to see them doing so well and 
really huge for those three girls to have some stage time ahead of individuals tomorrow. Absolutely. That's another big factor that you need to consider. To your point, the warm-up that took place today could pay big dividends in the finals for compound tomorrow. So yeah. we'll keep we'll keep tuned to that and see what happens. After the uh, gold medal match for the compound women's team, we had the compound men's team bronze medal final. And those teams in that bronze medal final were Netherlands and Korea. And the, uh, the winner was Netherlands. Netherlands defeated Korea for the bronze medal. And so you had a situation once again where you had uh, some pressure from Korea. I think, you know, they, as we've been alluding to throughout, they have been working hard at trying to get up and running. You know, they brought Rio Wild over there. They did a lot to develop their program. Their real focus, though, from what I understand, was going to be Asian games that are coming up. And so, you know, this probably will supply some lessons. And there's nothing like real world experience. And you can build a, you can build a, a nice facsimile of this finals stadium, which is what they did in Korea, to prepare. But, you know, it's not quite the same as actually being at the event with everyone else there. Yeah, you get a good visual feel for it. Um, you can practice it all day and feel like you're familiar, but until you're really in the heat, you, you know, you got to get in the fire and see how well you burn sometimes. Since the implementation of the mixed team, it has become, um, you know, another medal opportunity, but also yet another opportunity to show your stuff at these world championships and uh, there's no question that the mixed team event today was spectacular. Your uh, brackets looked like this. The quarterfinals had India versus USA. USA beat India by a single point. You had Netherlands versus El Salvador. Five-point win for Netherlands over El Salvador. Luxembourg beat Italy by six. Colombia beat Estonia by three. That put everybody into the semifinals. USA versus Netherlands and uh Columbia versus Luxembourg, Steve. And the scores, you know, were, were pretty solid. USA beat Netherlands 154 to 151. Colombia beat Luxembourg 155 to 153, setting up Netherlands versus Luxembourg for the bronze and Colombia versus USA for the gold. Now, your teams for Colombia were Sarah Lopez and Mr. Arañas for the USA. You had uh, Sawyer Sullivan and Alexis Ruiz. For the bronze medal final, Netherlands team was uh, Sané Delat and Mike Schlusser. And for Luxembourg, you had Maria Schkolna and Mr. Sayward. Now, when we were prognosticating, I think we expected Netherlands to win this thing, but it didn't turn out that way. Luxembourg beat Netherlands by one point for the bronze. Surprising yeah. result? Luxembourg was kind of just on a roll, you know, we were talking about it yesterday. They were shooting really well. A pair of one Maria in particular. Runs. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm not surprised because they were shooting well. So yeah. Enough said there. Gold medal match came down to the USA versus Columbia two point win for the United States of America. Lots of excitement from uh, Alexis and Sawyer on that one. Uh, I can only imagine this kind of stings a little bit for Columbia I, I, I'm sure that Sarah was hoping for another gold medal, at least from this team round. Yeah, and she's had a lot of focus on mixed team. You know, she's talked about that a lot. So, yeah, that one's going to be a, a bummer for her. But, you know, still making it to the final. A little bit of redemption from yesterday. Not a bad score either. They lost by two. 
it was uh yeah i mean solid final they you know they didn't shoot bad again usa team shot really well but uh yeah it's uh just kind of nature of the beast sometimes a mixed team there's just not enough arrows to really make up for anything so if you have any issue at the out of the jump or whatever you know it's only 16 arrows eight per archer and you feel like you're barely barely on the stage and then the 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 game's over and done already after a one-hour break, you had the Recurve women's team semifinal. It was Germany versus Mexico, and Germany simply rolled over Mexico in that semifinal 6-0. That was a, a very solid performance from Team Germany. Keep a uh, keep note of that because you're going to see how that ended up. Uh, the other semifinal was uh, France versus Netherlands, and France beat Netherlands 6-0. Yeah, so we didn't even talk about this factor but you know after after they had the the matches leading up to this final we got on here and talked about how netherlands mexico and germany were all allocated slots to the olympic games yeah i'm glad you brought this up because uh yeah, yeah everyone thought they were and then including including all the archers including world archery world archery posted about it Right. And then um, apparently there was something someone brought up that was written in the, you know, the eight page document. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it was and, written by a law firm to try to figure out how Olympic slots are allocated. Yeah. And I guess my understanding, I, I talked to uh, one of the archers there. There was one line in there that created kind of a, a legal situation. That they they now do I don't think anyone knows still. I don't know. I think they were hopeful to get through this and just have France take fourth and it would work out the same way, but I don't know what the situation is. So let's yeah, let's clarify what's going on here. Um you'll remember if you listened to our previous uh, actually our second episode of the live cast for uh for Berlin, that you know, we along with everybody else was uh, observing that hey, it's great. Look, uh you've got all of the finalists have Olympic slots. That includes Netherlands and Mexico and Germany and obviously France because France already had a slot from the standpoint of being the host country for the Olympic Games. So with those countries being in there, that effectively at the time that we you know, were reporting, uh, that effectively gave everybody there an Olympic ticket. And right. then a few hours later, World Archery kind of backpedaled on this uh, because of exactly what you just brought up. There's apparently a technicality built into that very complex procedure. And all they're saying to me is still needs clarification. <laughs> I don't have a straight answer on it. So yeah. you can imagine uh, some pressure to try to clarify that. But right now, as it stands, I don't know if I'd be in a great mood not knowing what's going on if I were a shooter from Netherlands today, because Mexico beat Netherlands in the bronze medal match. Yes. Possibly, maybe putting more pressure on Netherlands to do it at, you know, the other ways that are. Yeah. Which I don't know the last time Netherlands had a team in women's recurve at the Olympics. Yeah. It would have been great. Right. I've never, I've never seen it. So with that said, you know, um, we don't know right now maybe they do and maybe they don't and <laughs> world archery can uh 
unstuff this situation. Yeah, at some point, they're going to have to let everyone know. Yeah, you'd think, right? So, you know, hey, I, I, I sympathize on some level because it is a complex procedure and uh, it can't be easy to have all the answers. And there's so much at stake. You know, I mean, there's yeah. so much at stake. You can't understate how important this is in some of these countries. And so um, that takes us to the gold medal final. You had Germany versus France. Germany opened with a 53 and so did France. Can you imagine being at this one with the, the home crowd? It must have been just roaring. Yeah, it'd be wild. Germany's second end was a 55 to France's 52. Then France came roaring back with a 58 to Germany's 50. But Germany ended up with a 57 to France's 56. Do the math. If you, look at the, if, you, if you look at the numbers, you're down 25 points for Germany. What are we calculating? France had a higher score is what I'm trying to say. Ah, yeah. Germany, uh, Germany was up three. Germany is now down five. Then Germany is down four. Yeah. France beat them by four points, but you know, that's that system lost in the set system. That's my, that's why I brought that up. Yeah. That 58 to a 50. And then, you know, it, yeah, that doesn't happen often, but it does happen enough that it makes people raise an eyebrow. Yeah. And uh, it, it's one of those things where at the same time, there's a situation where you go, all right, we, you know, that sucked. You may actually try something on the last arrow or two, knowing you're not going to win the set. Yeah, it's a different game. Test a, a wind drift or something like that. You might test something, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, because once it's a dead set, you got at least two arrows to, you know, experiment a little bit. Sometimes right. you do see that. Throw them around a little bit, so. Yeah, you know, or loosen up or, or whatever. Um, you know, hit the reset button. But the reality is set point win for Germany. Germany is your world champion. Yeah. At the same time, you know, we go through Wimbledon tennis and we play set system. And if someone wins 6-4 and then loses 0-6 and then wins 6-3 or whatever, it can work out the same way there where there's just a blowout set in, in tennis, but someone wins the match. Um, so that someone won, you know, more overall or however you want to look at it. But yeah. I'll say this, this match was tied at three, three France shoots a 58 Germany shoots a 50 or sorry. That's what tied it at three, three. Now yes. it's an exciting match. If it's a point system match, I don't know. It's less exciting to me. Oh, it is right. big curve, So they're going to give up more points, but it's just, you know, it, would have been a been, it would have been a blowout if it was the same scoring as compound. Is is yeah, yeah, two point, two point. There's, I mean, four points is not huge in recurve, but it's you know seemingly you feel pretty good about it. If someone's lining up and they need a six to win, you like their chances. If they're on a world championship gold medal stage, they're an archer who's probably going to give you better than a six. And you're not in a 55 mile an hour wind or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that being said, this uh, this set system. I do still think it's right for recurve. Oh, I agree. It's the game, right? Yeah. I'm just getting ahead of the fact that, you know, you're going to have people carp about the, the points versus the sets. And, you know, uh, this is the game. Everybody plays the same game. So Straight up. for the recurve mixed teams, your quarterfinalists were Korea, Kazakhstan, USA, Italy, Japan, Germany, Chinese Taipei, and Mexico. Your winners out of that were Chinese Taipei, Germany, Italy and Korea. 
So your semifinals set up like this, Korea versus Italy and Germany versus Chinese Taipei. Now, when we talked about this before, I thought Chinese Taipei had some pretty good chances and it turned out that it took it all the way down to a shoot-off between Germany and Chinese Taipei. Germany won the shoot-off. They had the same score. Germany had an arrow closer to center. So 5-4 win for Germany, taking them into the gold medal final. Korea versus Italy. I, I don't think there's any surprise. Korea rolled over Italy 6-0. So the final had Korea versus Germany for the gold medal, and the bronze was Italy versus Chinese Taipei. And I would have said Chinese Taipei's chances were pretty good, but Italy ended up pulling it out. 5-3. And on raw score, pretty close. So that could have gone either way, and, and it went in favor of Italy. Korea versus Germany. Korea opened with a 38, two points off a perfect score for the first end. Germany with a 36. Second end, Korea, 38 again. Germany delivered a 37, and Korea closed the door at the end with tied score, 36-36. And that was it. Done. Yeah, kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, it's one of those uh, matches that makes it feel like it goes by too quickly. I, I'd like to see another end, personally, for mixed team. Yeah, I think I would, too. I don't like that it can end in three. I'd say three quarters of the time, I feel like, oh, this is over too quick. Yeah, again, I was saying that earlier about mixed team and compound. You know, it's uh, it's four ends, and it even that feels short. And you're not I agree. Really, I don't know. It's just not a whole lot of room to make up ground. The thing I was about to bring up, isn't Korea, like, undefeated in mixed team at world championships or something crazy like that? I'd have to look, but I bet you're right. In recurve, yeah. All right, men's recurve. We didn't touch on men's recurve. Yeah. So your recurve men's teams, now again, you've got a situation where Olympic slots are at stake because you didn't have the French in the final. So there's going to be somebody left out in men's recurve, uh, and that's going to be your fourth-place finisher. Right. Your, Big, your, deal uh, here. Big deal here. Your quarterfinals were Korea versus India, Italy versus Indonesia, People's Republic of China versus Japan, Turkey versus Netherlands. Now, originally when uh, we were prognosticating, I'm pretty sure we thought Netherlands was going to beat Turkey. It did not go that way. Turkey beat Netherlands by one, 5-4. Give them the business. Um, Japan pretty well crushed People's Republic of China 6-2. Italy beat Indonesia 6-2, and Korea beat India 5-1 in the quarterfinals. So your semifinal matches had Korea versus Italy and Japan versus Turkey. And um, on any given day, I would have said probably, you know, not a chance for Italy to beat Korea. And I was right. Korea beat Italy 6-2. Japan <laughs> lost to Turkey. Uh, Turkey beat Japan 5-4. And it came down to a shoot-off. And, uh, you know, Turkey dropped to 29, Japan with a 28. So Turkey versus Korea for gold. And remember, Turkey includes the Olympic champion, Mehdi Gadzos. Japan, um, for example, has Takahara Furukawa. Italy has Maro Nespoli. And Korea has both Kims and Mr. Lee. So, you know, I mean, that's a tough team. For the yeah. silver, you know... Um, that's just kind of like sitting in the saddle. You're comfortable. You got your Olympic slot. Right. For that, in that regard, it's all good. So your pressure match was the bronze medal match. Japan versus Italy. One. Japan opens 
54, Italy delivers a 52. Second set, Japan 54, Italy 51. Italy's in trouble. They respond with a 57 to Japan's 51. But Japan closes the door in the bronze medal final, 57-53. Takaharu Furukawa is going to shoot in the Paris Olympic Games along with his teammates, Mr. Nakanishi and Mr. Saito, because the Japan Olympic Committee this morning has decided that that will be the team that they will send to Paris. Really? They can just decide? Yep, they can just decide. Oh, I love it. I was, I was talking to I was talking to Mr. Furukawa this morning, and uh, he was thrilled he'll be going to his sixth Olympic Games. Well, good for him. But, yeah, that's interesting. They can just be like, all right, this will work. That's the team. They've got no amateur sports act in Japan like we have here. So, you know, here oh. we have to have open trials. Yeah. They can just decide over there. And you know what? Not a bad plan. This will be the same team representing Japan at the Asian. Yeah, to a point, I agree with you. I mean, you know, have an alternate or two, right? But yeah, and I I like the idea of at least being able to select one, if not two, because somebody could get a lot better in say eight right. months. Yeah, so, or someone falls off, and and but you want to take your Furukawa and go. You're going, okay? Oh yeah, pressure's off, and then they can just go and work on prep for the Olympics rather than trying to peak for a trials process and then fall off at the Olympics or something like that. Um, so I do like that. You know, we see it a lot of times in USA teams where, you know, your trials process will give you maybe a, a random archer who's not super experienced on the team. And then, you know, they go and perform poorly at, at a, at a large event or whatever. Um, just because they don't have experience or they don't have a lot of cohesion as a team. And, you know, with, as I was talking about earlier, the USA, uh, the women's team that we took to this event, they've been shooting really well together. It would be awesome to just say, you're the team. Here you go. You know, the other girls would hate that, but I think that's how you best prepare for, um, for an Olympic cycle is you, you have plenty of time ahead to, to plan your your peak and plan your training regime around that. Yeah, I think it would be a good idea, for example, to have an A team and a B team, you know, like a shadow team, and uh, take it down to six people so that you've got plenty of reserves just in case somebody gets hurt or something like that. Right. And work it that way. I mean, that way you put 100% of your resources into a smaller number of people instead of putting on all these events and everything else. But that's, you know, that's we choose to do things our way, and they choose to do things their way. And I, I would say that uh, maybe we should be looking at what they're doing because they do seem to be consistently winning. At least to a point, you know, at least to a point, have uh, a selection and go, this person has been ranked number one in the U.S. for the last two years and or you know, or even longer. Uh, you know, but, Brady's on the team. Brady's on the team. Another approach, team. though, is, is what Korea does, right? Korea, I mean, you're nothing. You're only as good as what you've just done. So you got trials processes on top of trials processes in Korea. And, and yeah, they do, yeah they, they're very much like the U.S. in that regard. They put them on an anvil and they whack them with a hammer. And when they come out, generally, you know, they, they refine it to where it's the best for that particular time period. But it's got its own pressure. And um, to your point, you know, I think making a Korean Olympic team right now is probably harder than winning the Olympics. 
hundred percent. Used to be that way here in the U.S. By the way. So did we talk about the the final results of? Oh, well, we're about to. I think we did. So, we kind of got off on a tangent. Well, I was leading up to the we're fact. There. Korea versus Turkey for the gold, and you had the opening end two point lead for Korea, fifty six fifty four. Then Turkey comes back to take the second set, fifty six. 55. Korea comes back to take the third set, 56-55. So it's not like Turkey just rolled over. That was saved for the final set. Korea 57, Turkey 52, Korea winning 6-2. Yeah, I mean, they, they hung close the whole time. It was, they did. Until they didn't. Yeah, until they so, shot 52. But yeah. Dropping you know, 57 on your opponent is a good way to demoralize them oftentimes. Go back to the 2016 Olympics and and rewatch that gold medal match. I, if I remember right, it was 58, 59, 60. That was how their three sets went. Yeah, dropping a 60 on a team is it's it's like carpet bombing. It just demoralizes your opponent. Yeah, yeah. So that's how that worked out. Korea is your world champion for the men's recurve. So, Steve, a, a big day of competition. Um, but to your earlier point, a good warm-up for the next two days. We're seeing a number of shooters who participated in today's team competitions who are going to be on deck tomorrow. Starting with the compound women's finals, the quarterfinal is going to be uh, Andrea Becerra of Mexico versus Sophie Dodimont of France. And the other quarterfinal is going to be Ipek Tomruk of Turkey versus Chen Li Ju of Chinese Taipei. Sana Dalat of Netherlands versus Aditi Swami of India. Parneet Kaur of India versus her teammate, Jyothi Venom. The compound men's quarterfinalists tomorrow will be Emirzan Hani of Turkey versus Lukas Przbilski, the team champion of the world Where from Poland. From? Where does he come from? And Alexander Kohlberg of Sweden. Epic photo of him yesterday that uh, I think Yoshi actually took. Um just with the raindrops falling around him. Yeah. It gave you a good feel. For, so he's going to be a lot better off on Saturday where the weather is looking a little better. Kim Jong-ho is his component, though, uh, opponent. That will not be easy to overcome. And then you got uh, Przemyslav Konechki versus Ojas Deotale and Martin Damsbo versus Mike Schlusser. Uh, now, I know that the odds favor Mike Schlusser because of experience and his just sheer ability. But I will not be shocked if I see a man wearing a Polish eagle on the back of his shirt on that top step tomorrow. Or, you know, very possible anyway. Um, the way things have been going for those guys, yeah, might as well just give them the medal now. No, now, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've, been, they've got it. They've got it going on. But, I mean. Hey, there's something to be said about momentum. You tell me from your experience. Don't you feel that, you know, doing well in the team round gives you individual momentum? Yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely. And if you go in and you lay an egg in the team round, you're like, oh, crap, I sucked up there, you know? Yeah. And still ahead, we've got Recurve Sunday, which we'll cover as well. So I think that uh, this has been so far uh, another world championship with stories to tell. You know, the the crazy weather of the last couple of days, the, the guys from Poland who have just stunned the world, Winning just, crushing, just crushing everyone's soul right and you know lots of other stories including of course the shocking um 
exit of the Korean women's recurve team uh, when they went down in their first pass, which, as far as I'm aware, represents the first time that Korea's women's recurve shooters have not grabbed an Olympic slot at their first opportunity. So that'll yeah, be special I would, I would pressure. Guess, I would guess that to be the case as well. Yeah, their next opportunity is going to be Asian Games. Um, of course, here in the United States, uh, we have the upcoming Pan Am Games next year and the FQT as our opportunities to get our team slots for both men and women. And the other big question hanging over this thing is what's going to happen to Netherlands and their recurve women? Will they get an Olympic slot or not? We'll have to rely on World Archery to clarify that situation in the days ahead. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably get in trouble for bringing it up, but, you know. Doubt that we're the only ones bringing it up right now. No, and it's, uh, it's a situation. Uh, remember that you can get your live feed of this event, depending on what country you're on, either on YouTube, from the World Archery Channel. Uh, there's some streaming going on in Europe, streaming throughout Asia. And so you've got uh, a lot of people around the world able to see this event, particularly tomorrow and Sunday. So I think that just about covers it. Okay. I think the big highlight for today must be the big win for Germany in the recurve women's team gold medal final. You can imagine what that crowd must have been. Yeah, I think that was probably very cool for, for those ladies. And But how about that team Germany? How about it? Absolutely. This time you can count on me.